Hi, I'm Rob Vilnev, CEO of Rebel.com and Startup Canada Fellow for Culture and Engagement. We all strive to help our customers accomplish what they set out to do without unnecessary barriers. And it's critical to empower your employees in the same way. Our challenge as leaders is to learn to trust our employees with any and all information they may need to get their job done. It can feel scary to share company secrets or really important information, but including your employees and demonstrating a high level of trust can unleash them to do their jobs better. The more we understand about our environments, the better we become at navigating them. The key takeaway here, make your people awesome by giving them every tool they may need and watch the productivity rise as a result. Learn how to get the most of your payments through simple, safe and smart card transactions. Visit MasterYourCard.org forward slash Canada for tips to master small business security. Master your card with MasterCard Canada. Is your startup financially fit? Join 10,000 entrepreneurs across Canada building financial foundations with Intuit QuickBooks. Attend a Startup Foundations workshop online or in a startup community near you and receive a free one-year subscription to QuickBooks Online. Visit www.startupcan.ca forward slash finance today to register. You need to be available when a customer needs to reach you. Business depends on it. Rogers Unison provides the powerful features of a traditional desk phone in a simplified and truly mobile solution. No apps to download and launch. No mobile data usage charges for phone calls. No need to pay for unused landlines or desk phones. And the ability to route incoming calls to whoever's available. No more missed calls. To learn more, visit rogers.com forward slash unison. paid faster. Create and send professional email invoices in minutes with PayPal. Join over 250,000 Canadian businesses using PayPal to accept payments. Get started today at www.paypal.ca forward slash small business. Entrepreneurship doesn't have to be tough when it's cooked right. Co-founder of Relish Gourmet Burgers serves up well-done recipes for startup success. He's Rivers Corbett on the Startup Canada Podcast Network. Welcome to the Startup Canada Podcast, a show serving Canada's entrepreneurship community. On this show, we connect you with the most innovative and entrepreneurial movers, shakers, and change makers across the country. With day-in-the-life stories and in-their-shoes experiences, we dive into the true grit of running startup and scale-up companies. The Startup Canada podcast is a production of Startup Canada, the national rallying community for Canada's 2.3 million entrepreneurs. If you are a regular listener, welcome back. If you're new to the program, don't forget to visit the iTunes store to subscribe and visit startupcan.ca to connect with both your local startup community and to join Startup Canada to access training, resources, and a peer network to grow your success. I am your host, Rivers Corbett, founder and CEO of Coaching by Rockstars. Ever thought about a career as a business coach? Coaching by Rockstars teaches business coaches how to build a successful coaching business from scratch. Visit coachingbyrockstars.com for more information. Just thrilled to have as our guest today, Michael Saka. Michael is the president of Crew.co and co-host of Rocket Ship. 
Startup.fm. Michael is a serial entrepreneur who is passionate about helping startups reach their maximum potential. When he is not interviewing with successful startup founders, hey, nice gig, he is helping them scale by offering innovative freelance design. Michael is trusted amongst his network of independent creatives who work on products used by millions of people for some of the industry's largest companies like Apple, Google, Uber, and Dropbox. And today we're talking to Michael about his interest in helping startups communities. We'll be journeying down his path to become the president of one of those mo- the most successful web development sites. And finally, how he managed to assemble his team of creatives who have worked for some of the most reputable companies today. Michael, welcome to the show, my friend. Thank you so much. I'm really excited to be here. Yeah, it's cool. So let's kind of let's begin at the beginning. Yeah, you've gone <laughs> through a long journey to get where you are today. Can you tell it us a little been. bit about the? Actually, a year could be a long journey when you really get <laughs> down and the journey of an entrepreneur. But my friend, tell us about your friend to, or sorry, your road to entrepreneurship. Yeah. So I was living out in Los Angeles actually and struggling. And working at a restaurant and my roommate was, uh, he taught himself how to code PHP and he had a fantastic job where he could wake up at noon and leave at four and they couldn't fire him because he wrote some essential scripts for them. Um, so I kind of followed in his footsteps and started learning some of the basics and I eventually was able to quit my job at the restaurant and pick up contract work full time. What was the quote before you go? What type of restaurant was it? So the the final one I worked at was a crepe restaurant, uh, a French yeah. creperie in uh, in Santa Monica. So it was right on the Third Street Promenade. Right on, cool, okay, yeah. fun. Okay. So so, <laughs> so yeah, but it, it was it was uh, I was more than happy to leave at that point. Yeah, um, <laughs> so uh, I took the next five years and uh, from consulting to and built a small agency. So uh, I built an agency out of Las Vegas and San Diego. We worked with companies like Nike, Scholastic, GE, and we really specialized in application development. And that, that's where I, I headed and that's where I learned to sell. Um, but when I burnt out on the consulting and I, I wasn't really, uh, I wasn't passionate about the company that I built anymore, I stepped away and that's when I joined Crew. Um, to to build our sales and our partnerships, really cool. So um, you know you've you've obviously had a bit of a journey there. So um, tell us a bit about Crew because uh, that's one that that obviously takes your a lot of your time right now. Can you tell us about some of the challenges you're facing as an entrepreneur? And and you know you, you say you joined them as a president, but as a president you still got to be entrepreneurial, right? Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I, I joined two years ago as um, to lead our sales and partnerships. Yes, and I I just stepped up to president about two months ago, and I could tell right. you about about that process too because that, that's cool. an interesting one. Yeah, especially let's do it for, for startups. Okay. Um, so when I joined Crew, we we were I was the thirteenth employee, and we were building out uh, kind of a new vertical. So we were looking at how do we we engage with agencies and larger organizations. So I worked on that for about a year and a half. We built out some some really fantastic partnerships, including with the BDC um, in in Canada. Mm-hmm. And uh, from there, 
when we had also built Unsplash, and Unsplash is a community of, of photos, uh, basically stock photography that anyone can use, royalty-free, under all under Creative Commons licenses. And that's been growing 30% month over month. And so nice. our CEO, Mikkel, who is the founding CEO, he he saw a huge opportunity here, and he wanted to focus on it full time. And so that's when about two months ago, I stepped up to to lead the charge at Crew, and we really started to separate the two companies, Unsplash and Crew. And so it's it's kind of a a startup story where a side project has now become its own business, which mm. is is quite rare, but it really fascinating to watch happen. Mm. And so what are some of the challenges you're facing as that uh, that new side project? Yeah, so um, so at, at Unsplash, it's really growing out a team since we haven't had a team on Unsplash, right, up until this point. Right. So we, we need to basically put all the infrastructure in place of a large organization or a larger organization, a Series A um, company, which is how it's being perceived now. When up until just six months ago, it was little more than a product team kind of keeping it alive. It just, the idea is just so good. It just keeps growing. Um, and then at Crew, we, you know, uh, we still are focused on growth and how do we better solve some of the issues in the freelance economy since we are a network of, mm. of vetted freelance. We're kind of like, uh, a high quality Uber for design and development services. So you come to Crew, you have a project, and we match you with someone who is vetted and, and high quality that can do that design or development work. Very, very cool. And um, I got to ask this question: like uh, Crew.co, did did uh, did you guys, the company, did it buy that right from the beginning, or was Crew had? I mean, I'm always interested in names and brands and so on. <laughs> yeah. Like it's it's so such a cool name. Did you get lucky and be able to get it right from the gun, or did you have to buy it? No, that is that was a process. So we actually started as Oomph with with three O's. <laughs> okay. So, so we were Oomph.com for like the first about year or so. Uh, and then when we when we kind of figured out this business model that this was the problem that we wanted to solve, we were doing some other some other things with applications and promotion and marketing with Oomph. And then what we decided was if we could just match people up, because one of the biggest challenges in the freelance economy is trust. Right. So can we be right. that voice of trust inside of this economy? I think many of us have had that experience where you hire uh, a contractor and it, you know, you, you either they disappear on you or you don't quite get the, yep. the quality that you were expecting. So we were seeking to solve that problem. And at that point, we changed to Crew. But of course, Crew.com is not available because there's yeah. this company, J.Crew, that's that's kind of sitting on it. Yeah. And so um, we first were PickCrew.com. Okay. And then eventually we we had to shell out a bit of cash and yeah. get the crew.co. Um but I it's worth it. It's a of nice course. domain name now, but no, it's about 3 years in the in the making to get to just a crew.co. Yeah, so so uh, it could in in essence be pimp.co when you get right down to it, couldn't it? 
<laughs> I mean, yeah, but uh, <laughs> the reason I say that, my friend, a little background on me: I started a company about twelve years ago, uh, providing chefs to grocery stores to give, you know, to do cooking classes, and that's how I've always described myself as a chef pimp. Yes. <laughs> so when I look at the talent uh, business that you're in and that coordination piece, I always go back to the pimp piece. So, uh, but what a, what a great name! What a what a what a great uh, story about the evolution to the name and the value add and so on. And it is about trust. There's no doubt about it um, from a customer perspective, but do you also have that trust issue as it relates to, uh, you know, things that your, your uh, freelancers are looking for that they yeah. trust you, that you're bringing them good products and good company, you know, you're, you're going to be paid and all that kind of stuff. Does it trust yeah, you that way? It, absolutely. So I, I, was a contractor for, for many years and even running a small agency, you still have the same problems, the checks right. in the mail, right? Right, right. Uh, you're always waiting for the money mm. and you, you have to do a ton of legwork to find the next project. So mm -hmm. you're, you're doing half the time you're spent doing all, all the work that you have on the, on your desk. And then the other half is trying to find the next project that you're going to do. And so where, where we, we found that we could sit inside of the economy was one, the checks in the mail. How do we solve that? So we, we put up an escrow system mm -hmm. where before work begins, each milestone is funded. Mm -hmm. So not only does the project owner have the security that this is held in escrow by a third party, mm -hmm. uh, but then the, the contractor or the freelancer has the trust that knowing that the money is available. So when they complete that milestone, right. they don't have to wait for a check. They don't have to wonder whether they're going to have to chase this guy down for the right. And so that's how we solved really the, the money issue, which I think is the big one. And the mm -hmm. other is bringing quality vetted projects. So mm -hmm. instead of us, instead of a freelancer having to go out and, and talk to 100 people to find the one person who can pay them a decent rate, mm -hmm. we vet the projects before right. before they see it. So when they're looking at projects, they already know the general budget and, and they know that uh, the budget is within – you know, what they're looking for before they spend time talking to the customer. And how do you, uh, what's the sales process that you use? And you mentioned the word partnerships earlier as part of your role. Yeah. Um, what's the, what's the, um, uh, the vetting process you use for, for that position, that role, that, uh, that scenario to find the right people like Apple, Google, or Uber and, and others? So some of it is uh, classic outbound sales, right? Uh -huh. Just relationship-driven sales. Uh -huh. um, hey, come come check out crew. We can we can find you some good people. Um, and then part of it is we do a lot of content, and so a lot of startups and and larger companies come find us, and we have kind of a mix of of an onboarding flow at the beginning of, of the actual app to get on so we can click some of the project details. But then we have people sitting on the other side who actually go over each brief and make suggestions right. of on budget and scope. And so oftentimes we end up working with someone who may have a really big idea. You know, they want to build the next uh, Facebook, but what is the $20,000 MVP? so right. that we can get you to market. So that's mm. the type of work that we're doing that often would fall on a freelance or an agency who needed to, to rein in some of the expectations of a project based on the budget. And how do the freelancers find you? So we had over, over the last three years, we've had over 100,000 freelancers come wow. and apply. 
Wow. And so we have a long waiting list and we basically manage uh, both sides of the marketplace, Mm. balancing it so that we can keep the people who are in and active on the network busy. Yes. And and then anyone that we do add on, we know that we have enough work uh, so that it's it's productive for them. So the gentleman that you referenced who started crew, what was his name again? Mikel, Mikel Cho. Okay, Mikel. What was, what was, was he a freelancer? What was the motivation yeah. for starting this business? What was the pain point? Yeah, so uh, he was. He was, a, he was a contractor. He was a writer and designer. And so he had been working with some agencies as like a contractor I- inside of an agency and, and also freelancing himself. And that's where he really saw a lot of these pain points. And then when they started Oomph, now they're on the other side, right? Mm. And they needed to, to hire contractors to, to help get them to that MVP since, you know, they were only four people and they had a, they had a big idea. They were part of the Founders Field program. So here they are um, using contractors at the very beginning to get some of the initial ideas done. And through those pains is where crew really came Mm. from. Um, So, yeah. Love it. Love it. Yeah. It's such a simple seed, right? It's so funny when you look back on this simple, simple need, it grows into this magnificent value add. Really, really cool. So you've just become the president two months ago. Can you kind of give us a presidential view of what your day looks like? (laughs) Sure. (laughs) So, um, right. So before I was doing a lot of sales and a lot of the relationships with our partners, um, and now I am more focused inward on the team. Mm -hmm. So it's been an interesting transition to actually leading a team. We're we're 13 people nice. um, now that we've split off. And so we've got, you know, the product team and and I've been heavily, heavily involved in our new product direction and making sure that we're we're moving in the right in the right manner. Um, so and then still making sure that who we we have to secede me in in sales mm-hmm. to come replace me is 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 up to speed and has everything that they need. And then we also have, of course, marketing and sales. And so I, I've been trying to each day touch a bit on on each team to make sure that we're we're comfortable, we're happy, and that we're moving in the right direction. Uh, Michael, I got to ask you this question because I see it a lot with startups. You know, uh, the 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 founder says I'm the president and CEO, and mm. in my opinion, they don't understand the difference between those roles. In your in your journey, what's the difference between what the president does in an organization, a startup organization, say the first five to seven years, and the CEO? Yeah, so the CEO usually owns more of the vision, right? So they're mm-hmm. they're focused on the higher level vision. The president is usually a bit more of an operator. Um, I think in our case, because we don't have, we have a parent company and Mikel is the CEO of that parent company, um, but is not involved in the vision anymore. Um, we're taking kind of his vision and running with it. Uh, eventually that, that does go to me as well. Right. Um, but traditionally, yeah, president is more of a, an operating leader right. and a CEO is more of the, the visionary who leads, um, leads from the top. Perfect. Perfect. Okay. So, uh, I know that, it, that, uh, crew is not all what you do. I also alluded in the beginning of this conversation, the co-host of rocketship.fm. My friend, tell me about that. I love it. 
<laughs> so yeah, so that was a podcast we started about three years ago. When you say um, we, who's we? So uh, Joel uh, Goldman and Matt Goldman, they're actually a couple. Um, we met in San Diego when I was running Time Factory in San Diego. And we ha uh, I had founded Brandisty, which was a, a product that helps organize your brand assets. Nice. And they were working on HookFeed. And so that was, a, that was a product that brought some of your feeds together and fed you analytic data on mm. what was happening inside of your product. And we both realized that we didn't really know what we were doing. And, uh, and we wanted to learn, <laughs> right. but, you know, but we're in San Diego. It wasn't a huge market. And, and so we didn't have a lot of mentors kind of floating around like if, as if we were in San Francisco. So the only way to get people on the phone was to entice them. And we found that podcasting was an amazing way where we could share what we were learning with people mm -hmm. and, and give people that we looked up to for advice, a reason to get on the phone with us. Wow. And, and that, that was that we started that, that three years ago and it's been, it's been fantastic. And now it's kind of evolved into its own, uh, more formal show. Uh, but uh, but that was really the motivation at the beginning. And uh, if you follow if you follow the history, we're on like 250 episodes now. Mm -hmm. But much of the people that we're talking to are directly related to the problems that we're dealing with at the time. Mm -hmm. Not that anyone would know, um, but we've kind of followed a lot of our own interests and, and issues that we've been dealing with professionally yes. uh, to try to get advice on it as it's going on. You know, it's so interesting you say that about uh, people want to come on the show and and uh, just so you. You folks know I was running a little bit late today for for reasons not related to Michael, and 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 it's so it's so interesting. I mean, when when I'm running into that situation, and I'm 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 so respectful of your time coming onto our podcast, so respectful of your energy, and 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 whenever I'm running late, you know, people like you that are running these amazing organizations, multi-billionaire venture capitalists and so on, they're like, yeah, it's okay. I'll wait because yeah. they want to come on to the show. It's true. <laughs> and I love it. And I'm so appreciative of this is not a condescending thing at all, but this is, this is so cool. It's a reinforcement of the power of podcasts. And for the, yeah. one of the reasons you started what you, what you did. So, so rocketship.fm is, is that just a is that a is it on uh, iTunes? How do you has somebody? Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah, iTunes. Uh, it's on the the domain. Obviously, you can yep. find it, and then Google Play, and really wherever you you can listen to your podcast, we're probably there in the feed. Cool. And so, yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's been that's been a lot of fun to do. Ladies and gentlemen, it's that time where we need to take a very quick break. But we will be right back with more from our amazing guests. Stay tuned. Canadian-born business One by Sun creates and sells a unique collection of printed yoga mats, tote bags, pouches, and prints from original hand-painted designs to customers across Canada, the United States, and Australia. When their products are out for delivery, it's important for their customers to have total visibility to ensure their packages are delivered on time, no matter where their customer is located. UPS Canada helps customers track their shipments 24 hours a day, seven days a week, while co-owners Evangelina and Jamal can focus on growing their business. Join the UPS Small Business Program to get support on your unique supply chain needs. Plus, save 40% off shipping. Visit ups.com forward slash my business. Scotiabank understands what's involved when businesses first open their doors and the support that's needed to keep them open. 
They are helping customers respond to the speed of business, making it easier for entrepreneurs to open their accounts and apply for business loans online in minutes. To learn more, visit scotiabank.com forward slash small business. Thank you to our sponsors. And we are back. Let's get back to something else we talked about, uh, your passion about helping young entrepreneurs uh, start up their own business. What are some of the key pieces of advice you would give to someone who is just starting out? And let's pretend they're only two months starting out. Yeah. So I think the biggest mistake that all of us have always made is we go, we put our head down, we put our head in the sand, we start building. Because that's fun, right? Mm-hmm. It's fun to build product. It's it's fun. But the problem is that our head is often in the sand and we're not out there talking to customers. So that's what I did in the beginning. And it was rarely would I come up with the right solution. So even when I get stuck now, I go out and I talk to people. Mm-hmm. And I, I run a sale or I do some customer interviews, some customer discovery. Mm-hmm. And if I only had two months, I would spend my first month doing that. Mm-hmm just talking to potential customers, finding out what their pain point is and figuring out how I could solve it in a new, maybe innovative way. Mm-hmm. Maybe not that innovative. Maybe there's a very simple solution that that no one has really taken advantage of. Mm-hmm. And then I would spend that second month prototyping and, and figuring out if I could get to the point where I can make a sale by the end of that second month. It's a, it's an interesting point you make. I, when I, when I work with coach, um, startups that are in that stage and I, and I, it's interesting to watch their face when I suggest to them that you have to, before you get going on any building, go on out and talk to potential customers to validate your idea. And there's, they're like deer, fro- you know, frozen in the headlights. Yeah. What? <laughs> I've got to go out and talk to people. <laughs> right. <laughs> and you just say, oh my gosh, what do you think this is about? And this other one, I was involved with an accelerator a few years ago, and you know, they spent so much time on building their logo and mm-hmm. to, you know all that kind of stuff. And and they get to the end of the accelerator, and there was no topic talk around sales and connection with customers. So I love that point that you just brought up. So, so freaking important. Not only from a not only from a saving money perspective, but saving. Mm-hmm time perspective too. So. Yeah, I have, I even have a friend. Um, I'll just give a quick example. He, he was an ex Google engineer Yes, and he left and for the first year he kind of built some stuff and it, you know, it really wasn't taking off. But what he, he started doing was just talking to customers in his market. Mm-hmm. And he just now two years later is actually designing a proper logo for himself yes. and he doesn't even have a website up but he makes a he, his company does a million dollars a year in yeah. GMV wow. in, in gross merchandise volume simply because it's all relationship driven they've sure. all bought into him he has some simple software behind the scenes but the whole branding and the, the public persona doesn't matter. Most people don't even know his name. He doesn't have a, a lot of Twitter followers. None of that matters, but he's out there doing the real business work and it's working. High five on that. Love it. Yeah. So as, as successful as crew is and will continue to be, you know, the first thing that goes to my head when I learned about who I was going to speak to today and your business was, you know, um, uh, what's that? Uh, there's all kinds of freelance sites out there. Yeah. And, yeah. and that you've been able to attract over 100,000 freelancers that have to be vetted now to hang out in your sandbox. So what's, uh, is it, is it really get down to you owning the business relationship intimately for for those uh, people that makes you attractive and makes you unique at crew? 
I think it's how we talk to people and how we treat people. Mm-hmm. And I, I think that's really honestly what it comes down to because mm-hmm. there is there's a lot of competition in the marketplace. Mm-hmm. But the one thing that that Mikel did a fantastic job of was differentiating our brand uh, so that we'd be approachable, that we were open, that we were transparent. Mm-hmm. And those are the things that that they attract people to you, both sure. both on the project owner side and the the freelance side. And when you when you treat um, when you treat people well, they, they tend to want to stick around and they tell their friends. Yeah. And I think that's really what's happened on the on the freelance side is that we we are able to bring quality work to people. We're able to keep them busy, but we're also able to treat them like equals, not like they're they're um, just working for us, right? We're really yeah. a team working together. And I think oftentimes in in any kind of freelance economy, the the people doing the work aren't always treated with respect. Yes. Yeah. And I think that's really been our key differentiation in the market for them is that we do respect the work that they're doing, that we we're we're proud that we're we're supportive. And our 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 mission is to let them do better work, give them more time mm. back so mm. that they can do the work that they love. Yes. And I think that's what's really resonated with people. Uh, very cool. I, I, I've uh, I've interviewed on the podcast uh, a while ago, a group called Fulton Inbound. And uh, one of the things that really resonated with me that reinforces exactly like you said the guy said i'm not we're not in a b2b business we're not in a b2c business we're in a p to p business people to people yeah and it just reinforces relationship relationships relationships very 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 cool so um all right, so you're the president. You came in through uh, the partnership uh, development uh, role. But however, Michael, I also know you're an entrepreneur. And yes, you're doing entrepreneurial activities. Do you see yourself uh, starting another company at some point in time? I think it's, yeah. I mean, I, I'm only, I, I'm, I'm in my mid-30s, right? right? I've got some time. Um, I definitely think uh, crew has a ways to go. Yes. Um, but companies, they don't always last forever. And I think if if crew found, you know, another home or, you know, we joined a larger organization, there was there was some kind of merger. Uh, I think I, I would absolutely start um, another venture. I have a, a ton of ideas that I'd like to do. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just a it's a matter of finding the right time. And right now um, I, I am I am really excited about where we're going with crew. Yeah. That's, it's uh, you know, I, I love that answer because uh, one, I'm sure that Mikael is, uh, understands that mindset. It's one of the reasons that you're there, but the other is, is that you're recognizing is that you're, you're enjoying your journey where you're at right now. You know, there's lots of other journeys ahead of you, but you're not going to give up on what you have now just to explore something else. I'm, I'm working with the, the province of New Brunswick right now in a role of mm. helping to develop the entrepreneurial ecosystem throughout the province. I mean, wow. the last place I would think is I would be in government after being <laughs> in business for 21 years. We but, need it, though. We need yeah, it in government. Well, that's it. I, see, I was I was banging hard at them. I said, you need entrepreneurs inside. Anyway, yeah. I got to tell you, man, I'm having a time of my life because of this opportunity that's come to me at this point. So always keep options open. Never say never. And uh, and I think that's what people, business people embrace is, is the willingness to say, I don't no, we'll see how it goes. So very yeah. cool. So yeah. h- how would you say entrepreneurship has, uh, has shaped or, or changed your life, uh, given what you've done in the, in the past uh, years? Yeah, I think it's made um, me more open to risk. 
Mm-hmm. And, and more open to taking chances that, you know, probably maybe with a different background I wouldn't have. But now going on seven or eight years of, you know, either working at a startup or running my own company, uh, you start to become a little bit more risk averse. And I, I don't think that's necessarily a bad thing. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, we just picked up and moved to Montreal from Las Vegas. I moved uh, my two two kids right. um, and my wife and I drove a truck across the country. <laughs> it wasn't the smartest decision I think I've ever made, but we are incredibly happy having done it. And I, I those are the type of decisions that I don't know if I would have made yes. um, had I not stepped out on the ledge and, and built my own company and, and really, you know, kind of lived hand to mouth uh, mm. for, for a long time. And you realize that things work themselves out. You know, yes. it's, it's that you enjoy where you are, uh, but uh, but you trust that something will happen, even if you don't know exactly how it's going to be. There's a great book uh, that I would recommend you might want to read. It's called The Surrender Experiment. And it sounds okay. like that's how you have uh, embraced your life going forward. And the opportunities that have come to you is because you've uh, you've opened up yourself to be willing to take those risks. Uh, I've just started reading it myself. And it's, it's I, I'm using the word intoxicating because it just <laughs> really is resonating with me. So I and, will have to check it out. Yeah, it's yeah. called The Surrender Experience. It's a nice read. So, Michael, uh, so you're a Montreal. Now, where uh, where are you living in Montreal? Out of curiosity. So we're in Cote St. Luke, okay. um, and then our our office is in downtown in the Old Port. Oh, nice, nice, very, very cool. Um, yeah, my sister lives in Rigo. That's why I asked the question. Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah. It's a great yeah. Spot. So, um, Michael, there's uh, there's uh, like on your podcast, uh, we've got an amazing audience uh, that actually listens in from various parts around <laughs> the world, not just Canada. That's cool. That's yeah, it's cool. so cool. I mean, again, just a startup. We started this three years ago, and it's been a wonderful journey. But, you know, they're now leaning into you, my friend, as uh, as someone they're going to say, let's pretend you only have one thing to tell your children they, that they need to do in order to be successful as an entrepreneur going forward. And not the, not the things, I'm not talking about the first two months now. I'm talking about mm-hmm. the journey of being an entrepreneur. What's that one golden nugget? I think it's to swallow a bit of fear. And to trust your gut. Um, it, just like I was just describing, I think if, if my children could understand that they don't need to have every answer to move forward, mm. it's probably one of the most valuable lessons um, that that they could take because that's when we get stuck. We get stuck when we fear the unknown. Yes. And we get stuck when, when we're planning and planning and planning. Um, and yet we haven't even accomplished the first step. And right. so I, I would really, and I will encourage them to, to take a little bit of risk and, and start to trust themselves mm. uh, because that's really where, what it takes to build something incredible. Yeah, I read a quote just yesterday. It says, if you take the risk and it's good, then you win big. If you take the risk and it's bad, then you learn big. Yep. <laughs> and we've all had plenty of learning. <laughs> and it's part of the rite of passage. It is. <laughs> Michael Saka, he's the president of Crew.co and the co-host of Rocketship.fm. As I said at the beginning of this, this has been a Friday show recording, and I'm glad it was because I totally enjoyed this conversation. Look forward to having the opportunity to, uh, to shake your hand soon, sir. Thank you so much for your time. 
Thank you so much. I'm really, really happy to be here. Thank you for joining us this week on the Startup Canada podcast, a show dedicated to unlocking the entrepreneurial potential of every entrepreneur with access to inspiring stories and tangible lessons to help you run your business. Want access to more awesome entrepreneur content? Visit startupcan.ca for the latest startup community news and upcoming events like our popular hashtag startup chats and hashtag startup school which you can catch every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at 12 p.m. Eastern. Till next week, I'm Rivers Corbett, leaving you with a sneak peek of next week's episode. Hi, this is Mayan Ziv, founder of Access Now, and you're listening to the Startup Canada podcast. And, and how, do you defi- how do you set up who does what on the team? You know, Rivers, I'll, I'll say like it, it hasn't been easy, you know. So when I launched Access Now initially, uh, I was a sole founder uh, right. and definitely went through what I'd consider some of the startup dating life. Uh, where, you know, I, I, oh, I, looked love it. For, <laughs> I looked for people who I thought might be complimentary or could help build the, the, the startup or, you know, came from backgrounds or had skill sets. And, you know, I learned kind of by doing, which I always have, is that you can't build a team based on, you know, it's, it's not like you go to a buffet and you start adding, you know, <laughs> oh, I want to with the spice and I want, it really has to come down to, uh, relationship and right. honesty and tr- and trust. Uh, so you know you can't just go out and look for oh well I'm not technical so let's find a technical person. Right. So right. You've got to lay it on many more layers than something like that. <laughs>